As thyroid thrivers, we hear a lot about the adrenals and the link between thyroid health and adrenal health. Well, what are the adrenals and why do we hear so much about them when it comes to thyroid healthy living? That's what we're going to be exploring today with my special guest, holistic nutritionist and functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, Hope Pedraza. We'll talk about the significant relationship between the thyroid and the adrenals, what to be aware of with adrenal dysfunction, and how you can support both your thyroid and adrenals. We'll also cover some popular health trends that may be doing you more harm than good when it comes to your adrenal health. Hope has a wealth of information on this topic, so if you've been struggling with things like low energy, sleep issues, trouble with exercise or weight gain, in spite of doing all the things, this is an episode you don't want to miss. It's going to be a great show, Thyroid Thrivers, so stick around. Hello, Thyroid Thrivers. Welcome back to another episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites, a weekly podcast dedicated to helping you live well and eat well so you can feel well. I'm Ginny Mahar, your host and the face behind the apron at hypothyroidchef.com. Welcome back to the show, Thyroid Thrivers. Today, we're going to be talking about the adrenal-thyroid connection, and I've got a very special guest to share with you. Hope Pedraza is a certified holistic nutritionist, nutrition coach, functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, a hair tissue mineral analysis expert, Reiki practitioner, human design guide, as well as a comprehensively certified Pilates instructor and founder of In Balance Studio. Wow. She helps women heal their body from chronic gut, hormone, thyroid, and autoimmune issues and live in freedom with functional labs, energy medicine, and chakra balancing. I love that. Hope is a host of the fast-growing podcast, Hopeful and Wholesome. She's a wife and a mom of two littles, and she lives in San Antonio, Texas, where she's joining us from today. Welcome, Hope. Thanks, Jenny. Thanks for having me. So great to have you on the show. I'm really excited to dig into this because we haven't really covered adrenals on thyroid healthy bites yet. So, um, but before we dive into the show, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you and your personal health journey and what brought you to the work that you do today. Yeah. So uh, I think there's a couple different uh, routes that brought me on this path. Um, part of it was my own health journey was I grew up with a lot of digestive issues as a kid in and out of doctors and hospitals and the endoscopes and the colonoscopies and the, you know, all the tests, the probes and the poking and all the things all for the final doctor to just tell me like, Oh, you have IBS, which is like code for, we don't know. Your stomach is messed up, right? There was no like protocol or direction or anything. That was just kind of the end of it. And, you know, so as I get older, I started just reading and educating myself. And I really became fascinated with the human body, how it works and how it functions. And I was also, my background is in dance. So I loved movement. So just anything about the human body, was just fascinating to me. And so as I continued to read and educate and inform myself sometime in my twenties, I decided I had read some books on like gut health and healing and different things. And I'd read some books on a plant-based diet. So I was like, okay, maybe I'll just try that and see what happens. And so the next day I was like, I woke up like, okay, I'm going to be vegan today. And so I just went cold Turkey and decided I was going to do it. And that's just my personality. I don't necessarily recommend that for everybody, but it's just how I do things. And for me, and this isn't to advocate everybody needs to be on a plant-based diet, but for me, 
it was a total game changer. Like my, I had terrible allergies too. Like my allergies cleared up. My gut was like totally transformed. My skin was clearing. All these things were happening. So for me, it wasn't like, okay, everybody needs to be plant-based. For me, it was, holy cow, there's something to this like nutrition thing that's affecting my body, right? And so I think that just kind of set me on the trajectory of wanting to help women understand the same and really getting to the root cause. And, you know, that's what I do as an FDNP, it's getting to the root cause. And so I think that just kind of fueled my, my drive to, you know, dive in to educate myself more. And, you know, I got more certifications and diplomas and all the things just to really dive in to be able to help women on that same kind of path and understanding, I think it's part just understanding how their body works. I think that's the other piece is we just don't understand how our, especially as women, we just don't understand how our bodies work. And I just don't think we're taught very well, unless you go to med school or something and you're taught, you have a bunch of science classes you take. I just don't think we're taught like the, just the basic, like how our body functions and our hormones and all these things. And so I want to be able to empower women with that. And then also helping them get to the root cause of their chronic symptoms and issues going on in their body. Awesome. So much of your story is so relatable. I think when we find, you know, that things like the food we eat or the daily like habits that we have can make such a dent in how we feel after we've been struggling and struggling a lot of us for years, sometimes decades, you know, like you since a very young age, Mm -hmm. It's so empowering. And then we just want to like shout that from the rooftops and other people know, like there's so much more you can do and there's a lot to it. And I couldn't agree more, you know, especially with women's health. I mean, we're really on a shared mission here to educate and empower other women about all the things that you can do to support your health, to understand the way your body works, Mm -hmm. you know, whether you're, um, trying to conceive, whether maybe you're approaching menopause. I mean, there's so many different seasons of our Mm -hmm. lives as women and, um, you know, the adrenals really come, (laughs) they just, you know, they fit right into that whole picture, don't they? As something that a lot of us aren't aware of. Totally. You know, a, a good friend of mine just found out she has a completely flat cortisol curve and she's a very high achiever. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this doesn't surprise me at all, you know, because this is so common. Mm -hmm. And then, and we're, we're left wondering, why can't I keep up? Why can't I Mm -hmm. be the things I used to be able Mm -hmm. to do? And anyway, just kind of a a side note. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I agree. Well, and I have the same, I mean, it was kind of another part of my health journey. I had the same thing it was kind of when I was going through my FDN training and you have to do all the labs on yourself. And I am, you know, I am, I like to say I'm a recovering perfectionist, but it still creeps up every now and then. But my personality is, you know, type A perfectionist. And I did, uh, did, you know, some of the labs myself and found out like, holy cow, my adrenals were like totally in the toilet. Like mine too. I was like barely functioning on cortisol. And I'm like, oh crap, no wonder I've been feeling so dark all the time. And, you know, I, I wasn't necessarily getting sick all the time, but when I would get sick, it would take me forever to like get rid of it. Like it would just be this lingering thing. And like all these dots were connecting in my head where I just kind of push those things aside. Like, no, I'm going to keep going and I'm going to, you know, so yeah, I have a, I have a similar experience as your friend just, and then again, understanding how our bodies work and, oh, wow, I've like totally just crushed my adrenals because I just don't know how to stop. So yeah, it, it happens. Well, I know we could just start jamming on this, but um, for the listeners who 
you know, aren't really familiar with the adrenals yes. and the role that they play. Why don't we like kind of yeah. back up and Break begin down. at the beginning? Can you talk to yeah. us? Just what are the adrenal glands? What do they do? Yeah. Yeah. So the adrenals are these little bean shaped glands that sit on top of your kidneys and their, their basic role is that they're responsible for managing stress, right? So they help you make steroid hormones like cortisol and adrenaline and noradrenaline, um, they help you control your heart rate and your blood pressure, metabolism, and your immune system. And really and truly, the, the, their big role is in the stress response and managing stress. And so this is why I think women too, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, it's prevalent in men, but especially women just I don't know. I could get in my soapbox for this. There's a lot of reasons why it affects women more than men, but just our drive and our ambition. And just, we want to just do and do and do and not stop. Our adrenals work a lot, especially when we're stressed. And so when we're chronically stressed, we're just driving our adrenals over the edge because they're constantly having to put, put, the pump out cortisol and it's this constant release of cortisol and adrenaline. And so it just kind of perpetuates that cycle of being in this chronic stress state. So what are some of the common signs and symptoms of adrenal imbalance that, you know, when you're meeting with clients that go, oh, there's an adrenal red flag. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So fatigue and energy is a big one, which I know that's kind of a like generic symptom, but fatigue, low energy, people who have trouble maybe recovering from workouts, um, sleep issues, like waking in the middle of the night, usually waking up between like two and 4 AM is a good indication. There's some sort of cortisol, something going on, um, getting sick a lot, right? If your immune response, your immune system is kind of, bleh. um, maybe you have heart palpitations. Some people have high blood pressure. Some people have low blood pressure because that's sort of thing too with the adrenals. And I probably should have mentioned this when we're looking at kind of how the adrenals function in this kind of phases of adrenal exhaustion, I guess, right. There's, there's, you know, there is such a thing as good stress. And, and I like to mention that because cortisol is important and everybody's like, Oh, cortisol bad is bad. Like, no, but our bodies need cortisol. Our cortisol is kind of our get up and go hormone. Like it helps us get up in the morning. It gets us through, you know, acute stressful situations. Um, you know, animals have cortisol, like it's what helps them. It's the fight or flight response, right? It, we need that to help us get us out of a stressful situation. It's when it's, it's chronic that it becomes a problem. And so when we're in a stressful situation, our cortisol rises, but the goal is to get your cortisol back down, right? To homeostasis. So when we stay in that chronic space for too long, eventually, if you think of kind of a bell curve, so you kind of ride up the curve when you're in a stressful situation, you kind of sit there at the top of the curve. If we don't come back down from that situation, we're going to go to the other side of the bell curve. And that's when it we start to get in that chronic state of exhaustion where you're just full adrenal exhaustion. So that's when um, like I was mentioning me and, and me, my cortisol levels just like in the toilet. So basically your body, your adrenals just get so tired of pumping out cortisol. They're like, I can't, can't do it anymore. I can't keep up with you. And so you get into the state of exhaustion. And so when you get into that really exhaustive stage, when you really start to see, um, like the really like glaring symptoms, at least in my experience with my clients, where it's like, it's it maybe anxiety too. I've had a lot of clients, you know, anxiety, depression, immune issues, sleep issues, even other hormonal issues. It's going to affect your other hormones, blood sugar dysregulation, thyroid issues. So it's going to show up in a lot of different ways. Mm. What's your favorite way to test the adrenal? So I, my go-to is the Dutch test. It's a comprehensive hormone test. And so we're able to look at the sex and the steroid hormones. And I like the Dutch test because it 
it's going to look at your cortisol patterns. So get to see, you know, kind of what your cortisol is doing throughout the day. But then we're also able to look at like how your cortisol is being converted in the liver, how it's being cleared out. And so, cause that kind of, that really helps us get to the root cause um, because I should say this too, like our hormones are never the root cause. Like hormones are just another symptom of something else going wrong. And so I like the Dutch test because it does help you go that like, you know, five, six, seven layers deeper to really see what's going on with like how our liver is converting things and our liver detox pathways and stuff. But the Dutch is is my go-to. I'm a huge fan of the Dutch test. It was life-changing for me Mm -hmm. having one done a couple of years ago and probably due for another one. And that was how my friend actually discovered her uh, cortisol curve. Mm-hmm. Can you, I think that cortisol curve is a good visual for some of yeah. us visual learners. Can you kind of describe like what a normal cortisol yeah. curve is? Because I think that also illustrates like cortisol isn't the bad guy. We right. need cortisol. Exactly. Cortisol gets us out of bed in the morning. It's exactly. when you have when things go wonky mm-hmm. with that. So can you mm-hmm. kind of talk to us about like what that looks like on paper? Yeah. Yeah. So your cortisol, um, like you said, and like we've mentioned, it's, it's kind of your get up and go hormones. So your cortisol should be highest in the morning. And then it kind of, it kind of wanes throughout the day. So it should be highest in the morning. That should be lowest at night. So it, it it's highest in the morning. Sometimes it can elevate a little bit and then kind of throughout the day, it's kind of this curve that kind of goes down and down and down and at the end of the day. So your melatonin and your cortisol kind of move in opposition. So that's another good visual I like to, because most people know melatonin helps them sleep, right? I think we're all familiar with melatonin by now. And so our melatonin and our cortisol should move in opposition. And so our melatonin starts out low in the day, right? And then it gets higher at night. Our cortisol should start higher in the, at the day and then lower at night. And so this is why things like waking up between two and 4 a.m. is a good indication that there's some sort of cortisol thing because it's it's waking, something's waking you up, right? Sometimes it's a blood sugar issue, but in my experience, a lot of times it's a cortisol issue. So if we have kind of this wonky scale where it's waking up in the middle of the night, it's a good indication that our cortisol levels aren't that steady low level where they're supposed to be while we're sleeping. I always think of the thyroid and the adrenals as like either their besties or their frenemies. <laughs> it's so true. It's you know? a really good way to put it. <laughs> and then it's like a chicken and egg thing. Like yep. what kind of dysfunction happens first? There's that totally. really significant relationship to, between the thyroid and the adrenal glands. And that's why we hear so much about this as thyroid thrivers Can you talk to us about the adrenal thyroid connection? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, you're so right. I just, I did an interview last week um, with a thyroid doctor. We were talking about that because I was saying the same thing too. It's a chicken or egg situation. The wonked out adrenals cause the thyroid issues or did our thyroid wear out the adrenals? Like, right. So they, they do work so closely together and the thyroid really, So let me start from the top. So you have what's called the HPA axis, right? So it's the hypothalamus, which is in your brain, the pituitary and your adrenals. And this is kind of your driving force for your endocrine system. And so your the hypothalamus part is kind of receiving and sending signals to the pituitary, and then it sends it to the adrenals and all the other glands. So your thyroid is kind of taking its its cues from the adrenals and the adrenals are kind of the oil and gas for your thyroid, which is kind of the engine, right? It's the engine for your metabolism and all that. And so when your body is in stress mode, our adrenals are, you know, sent into stress mode. They're sent into overdrive. We're producing more adrenaline. We're producing more cortisol. And this is telling your brain, that hypothalamus part of your brain, to stop stimulating the pituitary gland, your thyroid hormone. It's like, okay, we're in stress response here. Because when we're in, we're in a stress state, 
we're in that like fight or flight state, all like extraneous things stop, right? The only important things are like our heart and our lungs. Like we need to run away. That's, that's, you know, it's that primal part of us. And so now we're not producing as much thyroid hormone because we're in a stressed out state. And not only that, but cortisol really, it goes to these thyroid hormone receptors to make them less responsive to thyroid hormones. And we're constantly pumping out thyroid. Now we're, our body is less sensitive to our thyroid hormone. That's a great explanation. So what are some of the common triggers then of adrenal dysfunction? So, I mean, the, the blanket answer on this is stress, right? I mean, stress is what's causing it. And this could be, and, you know, stress is such a, a, a vague word these days, because it could be so many things. It could be situational stress, right? It could be, you know, stress in your relationship or your job, whatever. It could be chemical stress too, like the things that we're exposing ourselves to, whether it's food or it's chemicals and, you know, self-care products, whatever. There's so, we're, there's so many stressors in the body. We're exposed to these every day, but it's this, this kind of compounding effect that has the real effect on the adrenals and on the thyroid, right? That it's just mm-hmm. kind of one thing after another and just kind of stacks up. And then there's so much stress on the body that that it, things just start to malfunction. I think too, our stress tolerance is like mm. so high, like mm-hmm. just culturally. Totally. And, you know, like as women, as moms, yep. as working moms, like yep. our state of stress is kind of crazy. It really is. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, the body is so resilient and it's so adaptable. So I think that's the other thing I was explaining this to one of my clients the other day, because, you know, we get into this, you know, we know homeostasis is where we want to be. It's like that baseline where everything is functioning. I'm using air quotes here normally. Right. But then we, we get, we, things start to get in balance and, and dysfunction, but then we kind of build this new normal. So then our body adapts. So then all of these things that are out of balance becomes like the new threshold, but we don't realize that we've, that that's like, you've been totally kicked out of balance. And I think that was it for me too. Like learning about my adrenals. I, my body had adapted where it's like, I didn't feel sick all the time, but then looking at it, I'm like, wow, I'm headed in a really bad direction here. Like if I don't re, you know, reverse the car and go the other way. Mm-hmm. So I think our body is just, we don't understand how adaptable our body is which, you know, in the short term, it's fine, but what are the long-term implications of that? You know, we think of autoimmune issues. Those are usually building up in the body for three, four five years before they show up. So, you know, what are the long-term implications of us allowing our bodies to, to adapt to that stress and live in that state for, for too long? Mm-hmm. And stress is such a root cause. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's like the root cause of most disease, Everything. right? Yep. Yep. Totally. Yeah. It really is. So, okay. And then just like, you know, thinking about stress too, I think of it like, um, kind of like cortisol, you know, the stress hormone, it's not always the bad guy. There can right. be good forms of good, stress right. too, exactly. like thinking about things like exercise and, mm-hmm. you know, really wanted to, um, ask you about your thoughts on like some of the popular health trends that mm. are out there right now with mm-hmm. food and fitness that could, you know, contribute to adrenal dysfunction. What are kind of some, some, some main suspects for you Mm -hmm. out there? Because so many of the people I think that are drawn to us, like as health coaches, as you know, you know, you're a practitioner, all of that. These are often very healthy people doing a lot for their health. And there's that cultural mindset of more is always better. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 
you know? Exactly. So yeah. Can you kind of take yeah. that run with it? For sure. For sure. And I'm so glad you asked this because I think it's so important. And I was actually, I did, I think it was today. I did a post about this because I had a woman come into my studio. I have a Pilates studio and I had a woman come into my studio. I'm using this as an example. And she was telling me that she just wanted cardio. That's all she wanted. She said, I just want cardio. And I'm like, okay, like, let me ask you about that. Like, why are you just looking for cardio? And so she starts telling me she hit menopause and she started gaining all this weight and her hormones are all over the place. And she's like, I just need cardio. So I, it led me to this conversation, which I don't really think she soaked much in what I was trying to explain to her because she even said like, oh yeah, one of my friends told me that I should go see a functional practitioner to check more hormones, but I just don't want to take a bunch of supplements. I'm just going to do cardio to fix everything. And I'm like, oh, it's not how that works, but we are in this mindset. And, you know, every time I think we've shifted this mindset that like cardio fixes everything and cardio is like the only thing we need or the best thing or whatever. I'm like, Oh crap, we're still, we're still there. <laughs> we're still having this conversation because, and I'm, I've been the same. I've been the same. I had, I went for years with disordered eating behavior and I was an obsessive exerciser, which was another reason my adrenals were in the tank. And so I've, I've been there, I've done that. And I know what it does to your body. And I think that's the other piece is a lot of times when I'm looking, I'm working with clients where their adrenals are just like totally shot the exercise piece is an important piece to pick out because yes, movement is great and exercise is great. But like you said, we exercise is, it's a stress on the body and it, it it can be a good stress on the body, but it can also be the bad stress to the body. And when our adrenals are already tired and they're struggling at, it's just fanning the flames or just pouring more fuel on the flames. And so things like high intensity exercise and there's a lot of, I don't want to call anybody out, but you can use your imagination. There's a lot of big name franchises out there that, that are hyped on so hyped on that high intensity exercise. And that's all they do. And I love a good cardio workout. I'm not saying I don't do cardio. I love a good cardio workout, but like at my studio, we offer everything. We have the strength, we have the toning, we have the yoga Pilates, we have hit classes, but I, we don't have hit classes every day. Cause I don't want people doing hit classes every day. Like that, that's not, it's not ideal for our bodies. And really, like I was explaining to this woman who was in my studio, this, the studies, the research actually shows that it's strength training that's helping people lose the fat, right? That's what we want. We want to help our metabolism out. We want to lose fat. It's not from the cardio. It's from the strength training. It's building muscle. Muscle helps metabolism your metabolism out. So I think there's just this, this disconnect on these types of exercise. And, and I, I've, I have found that cardio and just like that either – like long cardio sessions, like, you know, running on the treadmill for hours or the elliptical, whatever, like long stints of cardio or lots too much high intensity exercise can be really damaging to the adrenals. And I, I just don't think people are talking about that enough because I think a lot of times it's doing more damage to the good. And I've seen, also seen that firsthand. I have people who come in from said big name franchises who hype on the hit classes to my studio. Cause they're like, crap, my body is like broken. <laughs> like my shoulders, my back, I hurts things. My, you know, my knees are hurting and they want something that's kinder to their body that they're not like beating their body up every day of the week. So yeah, I, I just think that the, the hit thing is a really big hit to our adrenals. And then the other thing that is kind of, you know, I think it's controversial. That's maybe that's just me, but is the, is the intermittent fasting, which you had brought up before we started, um, uh, recording and it, it's a similar thing as the hit, right? We can see it as a good stress to the body. And, and there are certain circumstances where it can be a good stress. I can get on my soapbox and talk about this though, because I also don't think it's right for women and the way women do it. So we, we really look at the research for intermittent fasting. The research was done on men, men and women are not the same. 
women's hormones and men's hormones are not the same. Women are not tiny men with the same hormones. Like that's not how it works. So it, it just doesn't, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't work. It just doesn't work like that. So yes, there are, I think there are situations where intermittent fasting could be helpful. And I think when it's done right for a woman, it can be supportive, but the same thing where exercise is, you know, can be a good stress in the body, but it can be a bad stress. It's the same thing with intermittent fasting. This can also be a bad stress because when you're going that long without food, that's a stress to the body. Your body goes into like starvation mode, like, hold on. Like I haven't had anything to eat. My blood sugar is like plummeting. My brain's telling me like, Hey, you're going to die because you haven't eaten. So it's a stress to the body. And when our body's already stressed out, when our adrenals are already struggling, you're again, you're just fanning the flames. You know what I think about intermittent fasting and I, you know, I've used it. I've, I've experimented with mm-hmm. it for sure. I, you know, like my brother used it with success mm-hmm. to lose weight, but you know, as you mentioned, most of the research is done on men. And I think, um, using, intermittent fasting, very intermittently, like Mm, might be okay for me for whatever that's worth. Totally. But you know what I think is so appealing to people about it is it gives us an excuse to not have to make breakfast. Yeah. That's so true. (laughs) What I'm finding now at 46 years old, you know, needing to uh, update my weight loss and fitness strategies with, you know, more strength, less cardio Sure. by eating breakfast. Like this is my new experiment I'm in right now. Um, I wasn't getting enough calories. Yeah. So I was in too much of a calorie deficit. And so by switching to not just eating breakfast, but like a savory Mm -hmm. high protein breakfast, totally it has actually moved the needle on the scale for me. I believe it. You kind of question mm-hmm. like exactly what you're saying, you know, as women, as women in different seasons of life. Right. I think we have to be careful with stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, that's why I always tell my coaching clients, it's not a yes or no answer. It's a right. great area and it can work for some. And I certainly have worked with people who, it has worked for, mm-hmm. but it's one of those things you really should work with a practitioner right. while you're doing it. Exactly. Use care, track your energy levels, mm-hmm. you know, really pay attention to how your body is responding because, you know, we all want that like quick fix. Oh, this is so I look, I'm not even hungry in the morning anyway. Now mm-hmm. I have permission to skip mm-hmm. breakfast. Yep. Yep. It may not be the best thing for you. Right. You that's know? exactly it. That's exactly it. Well, and, and that's such a good point you brought up about not being hungry in the morning. And I, I talked because I have clients too, where I'm, I'm, you know, we're working on blood sugar regulation because that's a huge thing for your adrenals is regulating your blood sugar. And so I tell them like, some of them come to me and they are doing intermittent fasting. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can go back to doing that, but we're not going to do that right now. You're not going to do that while you're working with me. We're going to work on blood sugar regulation. And that means eating regularly. And for a lot of them, they're not used to eating breakfast. And for that, like what you're saying, well, I'm just not hungry in the morning. Okay. Well, what time do you get hungry? And it's like hours after they've been awake. And I'm like, this is a problem. You're, you have hormones in your body that are supposed to tell you when to eat and when not to eat. So I see that as a problem. If you're not hungry and it's been, you've been awake for hours, then there's some hormonal things going on because your body should be sending you signals like, Hey, it's, it's time to eat. It's been since, you know, last night at seven o'clock, it's time to eat. So I think I see that as issues too, as when we're our hunger cues aren't, you know, sending the right signals and we're, we're not hearing those signals, we're not feeling those signals. Like there's some things going wrong. And 
it, a lot of times it goes back to our adrenals and the cortisol levels and just imbalanced blood sugar, like all, because that's the thing too, with the adrenals, when your cortisol spikes, your blood sugar spikes, like our cortisol and our blood sugar go hand in hand. And so when your cortisol is all over the place, your blood sugar is all over the place. Like, it's just like double whammy with the stressors on the body. And I swear, like we come to this point, every single episode, it's not one thing, it's all the things. And exactly that's why all these little things like making time daily for self-care, for stress management is so important. And uh, something that I think a lot of us resist, it's like the first thing to get bumped off the schedule Totally. when we're, when we're busy, when yep. we're busy working, momming it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. you know, that's or, it. Yes. That's or it. whatever. A lot yes. of us are just have a lot going on. Yeah. You know, at any age, in any scenario, any kind of circumstances, we're all, you know, facing our, our own set of challenges in life. And I think, you know, undervaluing the importance of self-care is one of the easiest pitfalls mm -hmm. that we make. And I know on my own healing journey, it's become like, and I've certainly lost my way with it, you know, plenty of times sure, I have to do. write yeah. myself, come yes. back to my mm -hmm. self-care practice. But every time I do, I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. oh yeah, I forgot. This is the thing. Mm -hmm. I forgot how huge this is. It really is. How totally enjoyable and pleasurable yeah. it is. Like, oh, I'm ready. I am ready for my meditation time. I'm yes. getting my sauna bag or whatever, yes. it, you know? So I love what that. are some things that we can do to like do a really good job of supporting our adrenals? Yeah. Well, first and foremost, like you're saying right now, it's the stress piece and, and it's the self-care piece. And I know this, I, I just find like you're saying it, it's the thing that goes by the wayside, the fastest, but I also think it's like, it's not like this, the sexy thing we want to talk about. Cause we're like, no, tell me what supplement to take. Like, tell me what diet thing, like, what do I not eat? What am I not supposed to be eating? Where, I mean, yeah, sure. Supplements and diet have their place, but none of that's going to do a thing. If your nervous system is a complete wreck and we can't, you know, manage your stress in your nervous system. So that's the biggest piece. And so, you know, uh, figuring out, figuring out what that looks like for you, what the stress management piece looks like for you, regulating your nervous system piece, um, and implementing some sort of like self-care mindfulness practice practices into your day, into your week. And then the other piece, my, my first, um, I guess first steps when I'm helping people heal their adrenals and kind of manage is, is always the minerals. Um, as you mentioned before, I do the HTMA hair tissue mineral analysis. I'm a certified HTMA expert. And that's always where we start. The minerals are like, you've probably heard this, right? The minerals are the spark plugs in the body. Like they're literally what's causing every rea reaction in the body. So our hormones our enzymes, like nothing can function without the right mineral, not even our vitamins, like our vitamins need minerals as cofactors. And so none, nothing is happening in the body without minerals. It's, it's what's happening at the cellular level. Like it starts there. And so for our adrenals, that, that's where I like to start. It's, it's balancing the minerals out, which is why I always do an HTMA in my clients. And starting with the big ones, like for sodium, first and foremost, and I could talk about sodium all day. We're going to have a whole other episode on sodium, but sodium, I'll give you the short version. Sodium is your, your adrenals use more sodium than any other part of the body. And I think sodium kind of like carbs has gotten a bad rap for the last, I don't know, a lot of years, 50, 60, 70 years, because, you know, we're told by our doctors that, you know, it, it gives you high blood pressure and it can cause strokes and all these things. And if you really dive into the research on sodium, 
you they, they've done research on others um like cultures that have high sodium diets and they're not dealing with high blood pressure and strokes like we are in the Western world, or at least in America, the issue is not a sodium intake problem. It's a sodium retention problem or because it's where we're getting our sodium from. So when we're getting it from processed foods and table salt, your body is just soaking up all of that. And it's now it's a sodium retention problem, right? So our, Our bodies need sodium. Our adrenals need sodium, especially when when we're looking at adrenal fatigue and exhaustion, all of that. Our adrenals, they're just pumping through your body's source of sodium. So when we're when I'm helping my clients kind of rebuild their minerals and things with the sodium piece, where you've, you know, you probably do this with your clients, or at least you've heard like adding salt to your water. And people are like, it's a weird thing for people. Like, oh, my, you know, my doctor told me not to eat too much sodium. Well, yeah, like you don't need to be in table salt. Like there's a difference between table salt and unrefined sea salt. It's like, it's like the equivalent of, of white sugar and like an unrefined, um, you know, version of that, right? Because table salt is the equivalent of white sugar. It's been stripped of every nutritional value, right? It's literally just the sodium chloride. When you look at um, an unrefined sea salt, there's anywhere from like 85 to 95 other trace minerals in that salt that's pushing the sodium where it needs to go in your body. So your body's not soaking it up and retaining it and causing things like high blood pressure. And so, you know, my, my recommendation is always Celtic sea salt. I think that's the best quality, but whatever unrefined sea salt you want to get is fine. But I just think that's the best one in terms of micronutrients and, and trace minerals and all the other things. So sodium first and foremost, vitamin C is another thing that your adrenals use a lot of. So vitamin C and sodium are two really supportive ways that you can start to heal your adrenals. B vitamins are another thing that can be supportive for your adrenals. Magnesium, um, and magnesium is one of those I could talk about all day. It's just, it's used in so many functions in the body and so many reactions in the body. It's another one of those like sodium that gets depleted so easily when our adrenals are just running in overdrive. So I think starting there with sodium, sodium, magnesium, vitamin C and B vitamins, I know B vitamins aren't minerals, but they're cofactors that go along with that to build the B vitamins. But I think that's a good place to start. Um, adapt, adaptogenic herbs are another thing. Adaptogenic herbs help your body basically help your body cope with stress. And so those are another good supportive way. It helps your adrenals be able to kind of manage stress a little bit better. I guess that's an okay way to say that. Um, but those can be supportive too. I'm actually drinking, uh, my Tulsi tea. Love Holy it. Basil. Yes. Yeah, so good. Show. Yeah. I love this. Holy basil yeah. is an adaptogenic yes. herb. Mm-hmm. It's um, perfect. Yeah. I love that. And yes, huge fan of Celtic salt, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about the recipe on my, on hypothyroidchef.com that I have for citrus chia fresca, where I talk about it as like an alternative to sports drinks because yes. it's like salt, orange juice, lime juice, yeah, coconut water and chia it's seed. Perfect. You got the potassium, you got the, yeah, I love that. And it was kind of inspired by the adrenal cocktail. Cocktail. So, mm-hmm. Are you a fan of that? I am. Yeah. I like the adrenal cocktail. It's something I, I, you know, encourage my clients either, you know, make their own version or you can get, there's like the powdered one, which, you know, doesn't taste good. It definitely tastes better when you make it yourself and you use the orange juice and the coconut water and all that. But no, I love that. And I, I love, you know, any opportunity people can get all of these things from real food. That's the goal. Right. And that's, I mean, that's what you do. And so I think I, I love that that recipe is perfect. Being able to put the electrolytes with all those supportive adrenal minerals, like that's perfect. It's highly chuggable. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, when you look at sports drinks, I mean, they have sodium in them, right. but they also have 
a all bunch these artificial colors, yes. high fructose yes. corn syrup, tons of calories. Like they're just not really the best option when right. there's so many other nutrient dense whole yeah. foods that we can use to support our bodies in a better way, Absolutely. you know, kind of similar, like approach or idea, I guess, behind it, but in a, a way that doesn't come with all the negatives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey Thrivers, I just wanted to pop in and mention a fantastic way to support your adrenals. So if you're listening to the show today and feeling like this is me, I need this. I'm dealing with all these symptoms. I know I'm overstressed. I'm overcaffeinated. I'm overexercised or what have you. I want to make sure that you know about this special offering that is perfect for you. It's called the Calm Kit, and it features everything a thyroid driver needs to refresh, de-stress, relax, and unwind. I created this offering, and I did it working with some of the leading experts in thyroid health, wellness, and exercise to create this special collection of healing meditations, restorative movement videos, calming breathwork videos, soothing recipes, and so much more. You know, stress, it's a part of life. We can't really cancel the stress in our life, but you don't have to let stress get the better of your health. And this is so important for us as thyroid thrivers. The Calm Kit puts so many thyroid healthy ways to unwind at your fingertips. So if you want to learn more about what's inside, you can check out the Calm Kit at hypothyroidchef.com slash calm. And I'll drop that link in the show notes for you as well. All right, back to the show. Negatives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, are there other foods that come to mind that you think of as being adrenal supportive? You know, I think the, the thing that came to mind when you mentioned food, <clears throat> it's not so much what to eat, but it's it's something to be careful with is coffee and caffeine. Mm. That's We didn't talk about this, but I find that is a big thing to talk about with people because people are really adamant about their coffee. And I'm not saying I'm anti-coffee or anything like that, but it's kind of one of those things like the intermittent fasting or the exercise where it's like, you know, it could be fine or it cannot be fine for your adrenals. Right. And, and the, the fact is that, that coffee, caffeine, not, not specifically coffee, but caffeine in general, it is, it has a neural neuroexcitatory effect. Like it, it does um, stimulate or release the cortisol in the body as like a stressor. So it, it does excite the body and the brain as a stressor. And so um, that's something I have to work with my clients. And it's, when they're working with me, they got to get off the caffeine. I'm not saying you have to get off of it forever, but as part of the healing process, healing the adrenals, you know, you want to mitigate that stress response as much as possible. And, and the, ca- the caffeine is just another way that we, you know, stimulate that stress response. So the caffeine is what came to mind first when you asked about food. Um, but you know, other than that, I think for me, a lot of times I love the, um, what you just said about the electrolytes. Cause that was going to be my other thing is, um, really getting good electrolytes from foods. And it's because when we look at the minerals, calcium, magnesium, sodium, and potassium, those are the big mega minerals, right? The big four that we need the most of. And so for me, we kind of start there and, you know, supplements are great, but they are literally that to supplement. I don't want you to get all of them, all of those nutrients from your supplements. So looking at food, um, coconut water, avocados, bananas, those are the best sources of potassium. You need so much potassium and we, like we need around 4,000 to 4,500 milligrams a day. Most of us aren't getting anywhere near that. And when you're looking at thyroid issues, it's a lot. It's a lot. It is. And when you're looking at thyroid issues, 
people with hyper hypothyroid, whatever kind of thyroidism you're you're looking at, your uh, potassium is what helps the cells with the sensitivity to your thyroid hormones. So you need you really need to hone in the potassium when you're looking at you know healing your thyroid and managing your thyroidism, whatever it is that you're working with. So potassium for me is a big one, and getting foods and and it is going to help your adrenals. All of those electrolytes are going to help because it's going to help with the fluid balance in the body and intracellular, all the things going in and out of the cells. Um, magnesium, I, I mentioned before, but things like, like nuts and seeds are a great way to get in. It's really good for your hormones. I talk about seed cycling a lot with my clients. Um, so nuts and seeds are good, full of magnesium and zinc and which is great for your immune system, which also works with your, your adrenals helps with your immune response. So all of those good, um, electrolytes or anything that has those, you know, potassium, magnesium, zinc, all of those are going to be really supportive for your adrenals you mentioned hair tissue mineral analysis. It's amazing what our hair can show us about what's going on in our body mineral wise. And, you know, it's been a while since I've had that done, but it really, I guess I'm realizing in listening to you, like how much it really taught me Mm -hmm. about minerals. And, you know, I do think more about, am I getting enough electrolytes? Am I getting potassium, um, you know, sodium, all that stuff. It, I think it's been, it can be a really great awareness building exercise for, uh, not only like what's going on in our bodies, you know, personally, but how those spark plugs, as you call them, you know, affect how we feel affect things like our adrenal health and our thyroid function. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's true that that one little lab tells you so much about what's going on in your body. I mean, like you mentioned the adrenals and the thyroid and it, you know, it shows, you know, how your nervous system is functioning and your carb metabolism and your liver and your hormones and, you know, your estrogen, you know, estrogen balance. There's so much you can tell just from looking at your minerals. It really does. It is a wealth of information. Yeah. Well, awesome. Hope this has been so fascinating. I've learned a ton from you. I'm sure the listeners have too. I'm so glad that, you know, we met and you are, have been on the show today to share this with us. Um, this is such an important topic for us, any of us with thyroid issues. And I think just, you know, especially for women, you know, as we have kind of just, it's been like a theme of the show, Yeah, you know, uh, adrenal health is really important, even if you don't have thyroid issues, but if you do, there's that very strong link. So this is something mm-hmm. that we got to have on our radars. And, you know, the positive thing is there's so many different things we can do to support our adrenals to stay on top of it so that we don't end up with, you know, a major adrenal imbalance. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's, it, it really is an important topic. I think we don't talk about it enough and think educating women on this, like you're doing on your show is a great way to, you know, help women start to heal things and bring balance to their bodies. So we don't get to that point where, you know, we're looking at our, at our cortisol levels and we're like, Oh gosh, where did they go? <laughs> right. Yeah. Where's my cortisol curve? Yes. Yes, wow. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or inverse or whatever. Exactly. You know, exactly. And go wonky with that. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here with us again, hope and for sharing your knowledge and wisdom with us today. Thanks so much for having me, Jenny. And to our listeners, thank you all so much for tuning into this episode of Thyroid Healthy Bites. 
If you've enjoyed the show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave a review. It really does help so much. Um, Hope, before we sign off, how can the listeners connect with you if they want to know more? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm at the H-T-H-E Hope Pedraza. Um, Or you can visit my website, hopefulandwholesome.com. Awesome. And you mentioned earlier that you have a free download. Uh, Hope has a free guide, how to remedy chronic symptoms with mineral balancing the right way. And I will put that link in the show notes for everyone as well. Perfect. Awesome. I'm Jenny Mahar, your thyroid health and cooking coach, wishing you happy cooking, happy thriving, and the best of health. See you next time.